0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Fangirl Radio Show. I'm your host Jessica Dwyer, with my lovely and talented and beautiful co-hostess with the mostest, Miss Barbriez. Oh shucks! Thank ah. you. You're welcome. <laughs> and if if I sound like an asthma patient, um, getting dialysis and every other thing poked and prodded into <laughs> my body, it is because I went to horror on Weekend. Yay! And as, uh, oddly enough, I didn't catch cr- con crud. I caught crud on the plane over because within two days I had started feeling like crap. So that was wonderful halfway through the convention to start knowing what was going to happen. Praying it didn't hit while I was still having fun and managed to pull it off. But, oh man, it was rough. Um, but I'm almost over it. And uh Helm weekend was amazing.
1: Yay.
0: And uh, it was also the 10th anniversary of Mask Fest. So, Mask Fest had like one of the biggest collections of creators there around. And of course, this was the first convention appearance for Kiefer Motherfucking Sutherland. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and oddly enough, he was sick. Uh, If I got this from him, he could have at least made out with me. That could have been at least a good trade, you know. I'd be okay with that. But, but, um, no, he was was amazing. I got um, a couple of pictures with him. We had photo ops there. And um, it was great because it was basically, basically the Kiefer Sutherland show. We had Lou Diamond Phillips. We had Jason Patrick. And we had Billy Zane there. Billy Zane was Kiefer's roommate when he first came out to Hollywood. So, it was It was pretty freaking awesome. And of course, you know, we had Robert England, Jason, like I said, Jason Patrick was there. Bruce Campbell was there. Um... Shannon Doherty showed up, Judge Reinhold randomly was there, I don't even, um, a bunch of the kids from it, including Jackson Robert Scott, who I want to adopt and make my own um, baby, I want him to be my baby, he's he's a sweetheart, Um, so it was a fantastic show, Lori Petty, William Zabka, so we had Johnny Lawrence, and... um, the The guys from from Super Troopers, Eric Stolansky and Paul Soder, so we had Rabbit and Foster at the show, and then we had oh my god, it was a huge show, it was massive. It sounds like it, yeah. Um, Lance guest, Catherine Mary Stewart, and and um, Nick Castle, aka the Shape, was there because he directed the Last Starfighter. Um, we had the, uh, the, the great humongous himself, Jale Nielsen, um, was there with Vernon Wells from the road warrior. Um, Alicia Witt was there, EG daily. So like all the cast from 31 was there again, a bunch of them. Oh, God, man, we had everybody. Um, Lisa Wilcox, Tuesday night, Andres Jones, Danny Hassel, Amanda Weiss, um, uh, Ronnie Blakely, Danny Hicks. Uh, and just, everybody. Even Wednesday freaking Adams was there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the coolest things, though, one of the cool guys I got to... I'd never met him before and and uh, got to have some drinks with him um, was Tom Fitzpatrick. He is the, the Black Bride from Insidious Chapter 3 and 4. It's a dude that's the bride. And he's this dapper, older gent- gentleman who was just fantastic. And he spent the entire... Weekend in costume. Oh, sweet! So he's walking around in that outfit. So I saw him the first night, and then the the second night, I saw the second day, I saw him. He's in this outfit, and I looked at him and said, "You're just not the man you used to be." And he's like, "I'm not." <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> <laughs> um Another cool, cool, cool guy, and it was his first con, I think, or close to it. Was Christopher Nelson, the guy who designed the new Michael Myers mask. Oh, okay. He also did makeup for Suicide Squad. He made Killer Croc. He did, um, the, he, he created Nebula. And, and, um. So Chris was fantastic. He was like, "Tell me where all the parties are." So I, I um, hung out with him. We had a crazy night Saturday night. It was fantastic. Everybody was having a good time. We were hanging out with the Super Trooper guys. Those guys are amazing. Um, it was just a fantastic show. Just really fun. Um, I, I, I did. I ended up doing moderating like seven panels.
1: Oh, gee. Panels.
0: Like, I ended up doing a lot of them. Um, so, uh, I ended up doing back to back on Saturday um, every panel. I think I did. I think I did every panel Saturday. And then I did the, I got to moderate the Cobra Kai panel, which was fantastic. And nice. I, have to, I have to tell you, Billy Zabka is Johnny Lawrence. He just is. Wow. Uh. He just is. I saw him fixing his hair in the mirror. And I was like, <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> You're fucking Johnny Lawrence. It's you. You're not acting. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Super Trooper <laughs> panel was fantastic. Um, it was basically the Broken Lizard panel because we just talked about everything. And uh, I got some really great stories out of the guys about um, Bill Paxton, which it was just great to hear that. And um, they're just they're just sweethearts. It was so much fun. Um, the 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 star fi- last star fighter panel was just as great as I'd hoped it'd be. Um, mm-hmm. I got to do the Billy Zane panel, which I posted. Uh, actually, someone recorded record
1: that. I that one, yeah. We had him to do Blue Steel. Whoa.
0: And we even, hey. um the last Starfighter panel was great because we got um Lance Guest to actually turn on the Johnny Cash because you know he was in Million Dollar Quartet. Mm -hmm. So he actually slipped into Johnny Cash for us for a little bit.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: And, um, the Nightmare on Elm Street panel, other than my screwing up of Amanda, um, uh, Weese's, um, Name, which I think annoyed her because she told me her name and I completely jacked it up when I got on stage. I'm so so (laughs) sorry. I'm so sorry. But um, that panel ended up being fantastic. And we had so many people on it that I literally was like, nope, I can't. There's no room up here. I'm going to just go out in the audience and help get, um, you know, do mic stuff and Mm -hmm. uh, ask questions out here because we literally filled the stage with people. We had people from every generation of Nightmare on Elm Street on that stage. Oh, wow. Including Robert England himself.
1: Nice.
0: And my first question for all of them was, tell us a story we haven't heard. mm mm-hmm. and, and that proceeded with Lisa Wilcox to tell us how she was robbed and, um... And and then uh, Ronnie Blakely shared the story of her being robbed, and it's like, holy shit!
1: Okay, <laughs> this
0: is a downer. Why is this such a downer? And then Robert England told us the story about him vomiting all over his car, and it was like, okay, well, we can't top that one. So let's oh. move on. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was it was pretty fun, and uh, I think Kiefer had a great great time. Hmm. Um, very heard- cool. Yeah, so it it turned out like it was a fantastic show. Um, uh, It was interesting, though. And I shouldn't probably say this, but I'm going to say it. It's it's interesting. (laughs) But it was interesting. There was a ton of people from The Walking Dead at this show. Oh, yeah? But it was testament to... um, Oh, and I do need to talk about The It Kids because that was fantastic. Um, But it was testament to just the lineup because typically the the walking dead is that's who everybody's about you know that's the mm-hmm. big thing they they um they did well but it was it was all about like the retro on this show it was everybody was there for um it was such a diverse group that it the 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 walking dead didn't steal the show like it normally does wow so um i mean people were all about the the cobra kai th- guys because they were, oh yeah like, that's freaking awesome um, but it it just was such a great show that it was so spread out I think everybody did gr- uh, really well we even randomly had the bassist from Megadeth showed up Dave Elphison um, oh yeah For just because he wanted to be, one the one that I was really excited about was Jeff Kober Even though I've I've met him before at another show, I this is the first time I remembered the shit to get signed. I brought it with me. I brought yeah. I was so happy. I'm like, (laughs) I forgot. I brought my goddamn DVDs with me this time. So I got um, I got Lisa Zane to sign my. my the profit set that i have that you can't get anymore mm-hmm. and uh, i told her you know i started talking to her about that she's like yeah the show was so ahead of its time i'm like yeah it was because it was i think that came out before american psycho this the movie um so yeah it was way ahead of its time and we talked about that but i um i was really stoked to to get jeff cober to sign my kindred the embrace dvd set nice because he was daedalus and he was so pretty he's still pretty
1: but he was really pretty as an too I, <laughs> so um, I have to admit that i i was all about your billy zane panel because demon knight is still one of my very favorite movies ever and i just i Fell in love with him in that role And he is still so super Smoking hot
0: he, He's a vampire Yes <laughs> no way he does not bathe In the blood of virgins every night Because he
1: is beautiful Dude. And he looks Same I was just like I was checking my eyeballs I'm like okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just, uh, I couldn't like stop staring at him I'm like oh my scary. god he doesn't freaking age.
0: No. And um the thing that I found funny was when we did that panel and you find out that all of that stuff was I always got that vibe from it like it was very very Aladdin genie mm-hmm. how he acted. But he he says it, he's like in the panel he's like that's where it came from was you know all the Robin Williams stuff in Aladdin and um why couldn't he do that? You know, he's can have unlimited power and then the whole thing that he did that, that that actually was the sponge coming out of his mouth right I I, that 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 was such a great panel it was so much fun um he was fantastic on it great just great time I I I really enjoyed it and um we that was our first time in that hotel in that location and Mm -hmm. it was really spread out but I got my bearings pretty quick and um it it was it was still packed even though it was a bigger venue than the one we normally have, you couldn't walk in certain spots because it was so
1: full. Oh damn! So it was That's awesome, though. Yeah,
0: it was. It was a good problem to have, um, and uh, it was a really great show. So good. The, yeah, and so the next one, of course, is going to be H forty. Mm-hmm. Which is happening in next month in Los Angeles? I'm not going to go to that one. I don't have. I I just can't make it. Um, but that's going to be a massive show. It's the 40th anniversary of Halloween, and yeah. you know. And speaking of that, um, the new trailer was released today. Yeah, and it looks just as badass as we could have h- hoped for. Oh hell yeah. And the other thing was, I love that poster. Uh-huh. The Face Your Fate poster that they Yes. Made. I, she is just the queen man. She's the queen. Yeah, he is. So, yeah. So, if you guys haven't checked out the new Halloween official trailer that came out. I mean, I think this is the final one because they've only got a month before the release. Um, it is fabulous it harkens back to the original film majorly i love this how the sounds kind of fade away as michael's walking through the house mm-hmm. like you're alone now you know that the, the, i'm away from the crowd and he
1: gets his butcher knife and
0: oh my god it just was so good
1: I'm, uh, I'm i like the little easter eggs that are planted in the trailer too because it gives a little homage to uh part 2 and 3 if you pay attention you're like oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. yeah i i i i thought the trailer was phenomenal i am excited to see the damn movie already i, I hate having to wait
0: i know it sucks and um but one thing that uh, uh everybody's kind of pissed off about <laughs> and it's funny because chris brought it with him to the the convention he brought a screen worn mask to the show mm-hmm. So he brought one of those Michael Myers mess with them and those things are just unbelievably pretty. Um, But he brought the jack-o'-lantern carved face head that everybody's Uh seen in the trailer. They've already spoiled it. It's not, it's not, they've already, you know, everybody knows that happens in the movie. But what um, is funny is that's him. Oh. Yeah. So you can tell him when you see it anyway. Uh Uh-huh. But he's in the movie, and and uh, he did that effect on himself. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, so, spoiler, it's already been spoiled. That character <laughs> ends up with his face carved into a jack-o'-lantern because the toy had to come out, and they included that in the damn toy.
2: Ah. And then
0: everybody already knows. So it's not like a big spoiler or anything anymore. Everybody's seen it. Yeah. Um, and you see it in the trailer, too. So it's like, oh, okay, well, that's going to happen. Right. Um yeah so (laughs) surprised um but i'm really really excited for it um the other thing that was released today because we're recording this on the 5th of september and this is the thing everybody's been waiting for and now we're just like give us the goddamn trailer already (laughs) is captain marvel oh yeah the outfit looks amazing. She mm-hmm. you know, they didn't sexualize her, which is I'm really happy about that. Um, it just is a badass looking outfit. And it looks like the Captain Marvel costume, mm-hmm. which is totally. what it's supposed to do. But the big thing, <clears throat> and the really big thing here is the fact that um, well, first of all, we see Jude Law as the leader of the Star Force. And he's pretty, and, and he's oh, yeah G-Law. He's pretty law. But <laughs> the the major, major, major thing is um, Ben Mendelsohn. Like he, he's like every bad guy. Ben Mendelsohn. He um, if if you don't know who he is, he <laughs> he was the bad guy in. Let me list them. Um, play, Ready Player One. He was the lead bad guy in Star Wars Rogue One, and now he's playing a bad guy in the <laughs> Cap marvel
1: <laughs> color me shocked
0: yeah you know, if, if he's a british guy or he's not actually british i think he's australian but um he he looks enough like peter cushing will make him the the villain but he's a goddamn scroll oh. the scrolls are in captain marvel
1: ooh
0: and they look amazing um, so they've released those images and you're seeing those now. And what's really interesting too is Mendelssohn is a scroll, but they show him too as himself. So he's incognito, which is the thing the scrolls do. Um, the other big thing is um, Ronan the Enforcer's in this. So, or Ronan, not the Enforcer. What was his name? Ronan.
1: Oh Oh, shit! You know what I'm talking about. I totally got you. Uh, Uh. (laughs) Um, hold on. We're having a moment. We're having
0: a moment, kids. I am so sorry. Um, Ronan, Guardians of the Galaxy. God, God, I'm sad. We're sad people, dude. The Accuser. Alzheimer's, man. The Accuser. I was right. Okay, Okay. it's Ronan, the Accuser. I pull it out of my. Um, so, uh, cool. <laughs> anyway, the other big thing that I saw, thanks to Entertainment Weekly, who gets all these freaking exclusive, screw you, EW, yeah, is <laughs> Nick Fury with two eyeballs. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. So that's a huge deal. Are we going to see how he loses the eye? I don't know. But, um, I just got to say, though, freaking Brie Larson looks badass. yeah. She does. Absolutely. So, yeah, badass women. That's, that's freaking sweet. So the other thing, so that we're going through our week in geek here. Um, the thing that I was really excited about, I had no idea. I, I knew I'd heard about it, but I'm like, oh, my God, they're that far along. <sighs> Henry Cavill's
1: playing The Witcher. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my hell, God. Hell yes. Oh, God. Oh, my God, he's pretty. Um,
0: so, yeah, he's playing Geralt of Rivia. And he, um, he has that jaw, that jaw, he can do it. Um, there's already all kinds of fan, fan art out there now of him being the Witcher. And it's like, oh, I'm
1: oh. sure. Dude. <laughs> and
0: yeah. what's, I, I know, right? <laughs> so what I find funny about this is that you find out a guy that looks like Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. And this is us being just, you know, I, what would be the term for it? We were stereotyping. You wouldn't think in a million years that Henry Cavill would be a geek. Right. But he is a geek. Oh. Superman is a geek. When he found out, I, I love the story he says about how he found out that he was going to be in Mission Impossible, that he was playing <laughs> World of Warcraft.
1: <laughs> oh, man. And like, See, okay. Yeah. That that kind of puts him higher up on my list. <laughs> I know. And you can tell him and Simon Pegg
0: were getting along. So I'm like, okay, you're you're good people. You're good people, Henry Cavill. And I can only imagine him just being a dork on set in this costume. Oh, yeah. And <gasps> you know. that makes
1: me happy that he's her people.
0: He is our people. So yeah, I I, I that looks great. That's great casting too, because he he can be if you've seen Man From U.N.C.L.E., uh, you know that he can be a snarky, pseudo ball, which is sort of like what Geralt is. Mm. Yeah. So, um, speaking of sleazeballs. Uh-oh. I, 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 trashy sleaze balls. I am... I wasn't excited about the new American Horror Story.
1: Uh
0: I... I didn't like Roanoke and I yeah. tried with Cult, yeah, and I just couldn't do it. Um, but this new trailer for American Horror Story Apocalypse is so crazy, monkey shit, balls, insane <laughs> that I'm already in love with it,
1: yeah. I, I am all in, even though in previous episodes, I've been like, eh, I don't want to watch it. I'm not excited. I'm excited for it now. Did you see the new one? The new trailer? The one with um, where it kind of like shows everything like in a, in a flash kind of.
0: Oh, this Joan is like Collins. an actual, actual full length, like two minute trailer with Joan Collins in it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. it. It's the Antichrist. Yes! Yes! Like, it, this is nuts! How do you keep... Uh, is this it? Is this the last season? Because how do
1: you top this? Exactly. I'm thinking it, it it might be. That's why everything's coming together the way it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, because it almost has to be... Because they're, they're combining, like, two or three different... Like, Billy Eichner was in this. Yeah. Two seconds. I don't know if he lives, but... Um, I love like, don't you leave me in Santa Monica, you bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. But um, if, if Joan Collins, like I said, if Joan Collins and Jessica Lang uh, don't get in a hair-pulling
1: fight. They have to. I, there's no God. No. That and is I mean, like one of the things I'm putting my money on. And, and, is- and
0: God damn it, Ryan, you can't, you can't call yourself a gay man and not
1: want that to happen. Right. And not and ha-
0: make it happen when you have the ability.
1: Sorry. I want big hair, I want shoulder pads, and I want bitchiness. I, I, want, want, I want
0: claws out and yes. Yeah. I want
1: like a straight up nineteen eighty fucking cat fight, like a la dynasty and freaking God and, and all that crap. Imagine those two going Oh my at god. It? That would be Freaking amazing oh, that, that would be worth uh, w- that would be worth the watch of the whole you season that show the that.
0: right the hell yeah them, if you have that oh. happen i don't i'm trying to figure out though how sarah paulson is like doing like 15 characters in this
1: no oh, god she is <laughs> <laughs> like
0: what the shit um but it looks amazing and uh i got to tell you uh oh man um Oh God! What's his Evan Peters?
1: Ah.
0: Evan Peters looks um, beautiful in this, mm-hmm. has, like blonde yes, hair does. and the whole thing. He looks great. Everybody looks great. Billy Eigner's hot.
1: I'm yeah, so- he is. I, I I thought when he had his little Billy on the street show, I'm just like, that's a sexy care. dude right there, man. And he's snarky as hell. I'm I like, care. I would marry him. <laughs> I don't care. I'll be your hag. I yeah, don't know, dude. Come on!
0: No, <laughs> I, I love Billy Eichner though. He is just—he's great. The, everybody in this show is fantastic. They got Kathy Bates back. They—I mean, everyone's in this. I, I, I'm—I I don't know how they're going to pull it together. I know. We, we saw Leather Dude. Leather Dude's there. Yeah. So we know that's Evan. Poor, poor <laughs> Barb's having a moment.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> I pretend, Barb. Uh,
1: okay. It's, it's okay. There might be too much to wipe off. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus God. Um,
0: so I'm curious, though, about the whole Antichrist thing. Because it's the, the trailer is really quick. It's a quick trailer. But this guy uh, that's playing him, his name's Cody Fern. And he has been, um, I actually re- recognize him. Because he was in um, House of Cards. Okay, and I couldn't place where I'd seen him from Yeah, he's, he's he's done He's done stuff And I kept like Because I, I, it was really quick splash But the other thing that he did was The uh, the um, Assassination of Gianni Versace Okay He's in that too <clears throat> Yeah,
1: um, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember seeing him now in that
0: Yeah, so
1: uh, Which is a freaking
0: awesome show Yeah, yeah. And I know that people it really talked was. about that. It felt like, like it, it, there was some chatter and then it died off.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, that show was
0: amazing. It was
1: amazing. Exactly.
0: And, uh, did I, I, I was always wondering, did, um, Oh, I can't remember his freaking name. Uh, the guy that played the killer. Shoot. Oh, I'm, I'm just dying today, man. I Hi, suck. Matthew. I oh. suck. Um, the guy that played the killer uh, was super, super good. Edgar Ramirez. That's it. Oh,
1: nice, good save.
0: <laughs> you think? Yeah. <you> know, <laughs> um. Oh, actually, no. Wait, Giana, sorry, he was Edgar Ramirez. Darren Chris. Okay. That's it. Okay. There,
1: sorry,
0: Yay. Chris. It took me a minute. So he deserved an Emmy. I don't think yeah. he won one, but he deserved one for that uh, when he played Andrew Cannan and that. And what was even creepier was right after I watched that show, I went on YouTube and found a documentary about it. Um, And it was eerie. Eerie how much. Um, So definitely excited about that. And that's coming out like next week. All the shows are coming back this month. It's uh, everything. Um, The other thing I needed to talk about really quickly is um, Stand Against Evil. Is coming back in October. For all of you who are mourning the loss of Ash versus Evil Dead, Stand Against Evil will give you your snarky middle aged badass fighting demons fix. And it's a great show. And it's made by nerds like us. Yay. Dana Gould is a massive horror nerd, and he works things into this show. I, keep, I, I feel like I have to give the gospel of Stan to everybody. But um, uh, he works things into this show that if you are an old school horror geek like me that grew up watching Dark Shadows and, and loving the Night Stalker and, and you liked, um, you know, horror TV and things like that, then this show is your crack. Last season, they had Stephen Ogg as a werepony. They had <laughs> Jeffrey Combs as an evil wizard. And this season, things are ramping up big time. And um, in the second, I've been watching the first four episodes. They're not, the the show doesn't start until Halloween. It premieres Halloween. Uh But I I have the magic of of screening links that they send me. And the second episode not only references massively, it's complete fan service, but massively references the X-Files. And the Night Stalker.
1: Oh, and music, sweet.
0: And the music is straight out of Dark Shadows.
1: Ooh. So
0: yeah, All these little cues that um, he works into it. And I love Dana Gould for this. I love John McGinley so much for this show. And it's so, so, so good. And those moments when he turns on the... Injured, wounded inside, sad Stan, which, you know, if you've ever seen him in Scrubs, and, like, I'll just say the episode where he finds out that um, Brendan Fraser's dead, <laughs> you know that he can make you cry.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, please, please support Stand Against Evil and watch it when it comes back on halloween and uh you won't be sorry because it's so so good um and fun i wish it was longer it's only like 20 minutes an episode but it's still amazing um and really quickly uh before uh by the way barb i'm like talking you have anything that you would like to talk about
1: um let's see i had i jotted down Something you, you, well,
0: you had me over horror stuff, you were like,
1: You're gonna talk about horror. I know, dude. Like I said, I have to live vicariously through you. Um, basically, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things. I wanted to touch on the preacher finale, and oh, it was so good, it was so so good, except my fella stayed behind. <laughs> My poor little TC. <laughs> oh, T C dies. So that gave me a little bit of a sad. I was like, no.
0: I don't hate you that much. No. Wow. Oh, I got that where else to go,
1: little Jesse. Was good wow, to- it's just like you can come to the screen and come live with me. Oh, got, you gotta go for ya. Uh, <laughs> Put my sugar cube in my tea and stir it up. Oh, no. 14. But, yeah, the, the finale was wonderful.
0: Oh, God, it was it, so good. Uh, there, there was so I, I was trying to figure out, like, what the hell is going on around Cassidy? And they ripped the goddamn building off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, uh, It was so good. Uh, and now Hitler's in charge of hell.
1: Oh, I love Hilter! Hilter, <laughs> Hilter! My son's got the Hilter hairdo right now. I'm like, I, I need know. to draw a little mustache on you. That's
0: hilarious. No, um, I yeah, you're right. That, and I heard the rumor that yes, we're getting another season. Yay! But could- I don't believe it. I. haven't. Or anything like official. I
1: don't yeah, that. i've I've seen a few things, but I don't know how legit they are. I was, I'm hoping that they're very legit, but I yeah, don't know because there's an angel. <sighs> it would yeah. just make me happy. We need another season. I want Cassidy back. Damn it! I, I oh, and for the the fans of um, Icarious he is on Instagram. I think what is his name? Oh Adam?
0: yeah. I call him the vampire John Sing.
1: Oh my god, he is so pretty. That he, is a
0: gorgeous man. Dude, he is this he's his clone. I keep saying this and people's like, Who the fuck's John Sing? How do you not know John Sing?" But he's
1: he is him. Oh. The
0: same face. God, he's pretty.
1: Yes. And he is he is responsive on Instagram too. Oh, you go on. He's responsive. He's responsive. You made
0: that sound so pervy. (laughs) Ah, did I?
1: Oh, I didn't mean to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did I?
1: (gasps) Woo, my bad. (laughs)
0: Um one thing though, uh we both talked about this. I, I went from one extreme to the other the other day because two movies got released on um oh. Blu-ray the same day that I rented from Redbox. And I went from Heredit Hereditary, which is the most fucked up horror movie I've seen in years,
1: and creeped me out and I was not okay after I love it. I I think it's brilliant. And all these people that are like, oh, it was so boring. We walked (laughs) out of the theater at the ending because it didn't make any sense. What a stupid pile of shit movie.
0: Then what the hell were you doing during the movie? Like, were you not paying attention?
1: Exactly. I'm like, you the same thing? (laughs) Yeah. I I, I, I can watch that like every day of the year and not get tired of it. There's so many things. It's subtle. And like I was telling everybody on Facebook and
0: and and all all the social media out there, I'm like, you know that scene in The Exorcist Three where that old woman like climbs across the ceiling. You know how you shit your pants when that happened? <laughs> oh, yeah, this this trumps that.
1: Yeah, there was shit when This happened. <laughs> Tony Colette. Oh my fucking god. amazing. Did
0: she get, did she get nominated for that?
1: I don't know if Does she did. If she year? didn't. There's a a freaking sin against everything. Holy if she didn't because she was phenomenal. Oh
0: my god, she made she made that everybody was good. Yeah. Everybody was good. It was it was it was creepy and beautiful and horrible and, and just Disturbing and, and it, horrifying. Yeah, like, when she has her, f- there's so many p- parts that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. That's really the best word for that movie, uncomfortable. Exactly. Because even before all the, the shit goes down with all the supernatural shit, mm-hmm. the, the reality and the damage of yeah. family.
1: The dysfunction and the grief and not... Knowing, until you know what's going on, it's like, okay, are we going down the rabbit hole with Annie yeah, and see, her mental health? And we're like, okay. Is this all really
0: happening? And then you realize, yes, it really is happening. Yeah. Uh, but it, up until that point, it's like, is she crazy? Did they did it drive her nuts? Because yep. the, the, the best, I mean, her Emmy, her, her, her Oscar was... The scene, the first time she goes to the grief group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she goes on that just litany of what happened with her mother and all this stuff. And it's like, you're watching her break. Yeah. And that, that was the part where I was like, oh my God. Oh, this is hitting a little close to home on some stuff. Yeah. Oh. And then they talk about the whole sleepwalking thing and, and all of that. And I'm like, oh, that's hitting really close to home. I
1: don't need to hear that. hmm I'm it's like, It makes you feel like you shouldn't be, like, privy to what you're hearing. It's like, oh.
0: Well, not and just that, but it's like, if you've had, you know, crap in your life mm-hmm. with family that even kind of hints close to what she's talking about, it's like, oh, yeah. Right. You know, and then... You're like, oh my God, but it turns out no, the the real monster was her mother. And you know, at one point you're like, Oh, mm. Andy was a monster too. Right. Because she says, I gave her my daughter.
1: Mm-hmm. And you Ooh, I'm getting like chill bumps. <laughs> Just yeah, I mean it's like it. you,
0: you're like you're supposed to feel bad for her, but it's like, no,
1: you you gave her your daughter.
0: Yeah. You knew oh. something was wrong with the woman, and you gave her your daughter
1: in more than one way. And, and then you don't like this film. i yeah. just like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, I don't
0: get it. Well, from that extreme, I went three hours, like a couple hours later, I'm like, I need to cleanse. I need to cleanse from this. And I watched um, Once You Be My Neighbor um. and proceeded to
1: ball my eyes oh, out. Yep. Yeah, for about I, watched an hour. It half, I watched it twice in the same day. <laughs> yeah, well, I, <laughs> because, Jesus. you know, I have to torture myself. I'm a glutton. And, yeah, that... I, I might even watch it again later tonight. I don't know. But how can you not love Mr. Rogers?
0: Yeah, I mean, the whole thing... The thing that, remind, that it brought home to me was... He, you know, they, the people were like, was he like that? Was he really like that all the time?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the fact that, you know, they're talking to his wife, that whole, that whole part at the end where it's like, you take a minute and think of all the people that have gotten you to where you are now. Mm-hmm. And that whole segment. And you can tell, you can see them, you can see each one of them that's thinking
1: about him. Yep. And, and that's, oh, I, I bawled. To
0: oh. That <laughs> no, all, it's a whole oh, damn movie I bawled But uh-huh. it, it just reminds you And like they ask his wife You know what would he do Today What would he mm-hmm. be doing And you can tell I love this th- th- What they show which is him Standing against This wind yep. In the storm and he's Standing against it and It's this footage of him on home movies But it's like that's that would be what He'd be doing Absolutely. And it's the thing that breaks my heart is I can't think of a single person except maybe John saying, I'll bring it back up again <laughs> because he's just he's a lot like Mr. Rogers. I mean, no one's going to touch Mr. Rogers in terms of, of just purity. Right. But, you know, Mr. Rogers was a minister. Mm-hmm. And, but he didn't preach in that way, right? And he just—he was the epitome of what you're supposed to be when you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, he, you know, he was decent and he cared, and that's what you're supposed to be. You know, that's not even just being a Christian, but a human being. A human,
1: exactly.
0: And the 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 fact that we don't have. I can't think of a person now that is like that. No. Would that be that good. Um, you know, I really can't. Yeah, and uh, you know, John Fugel's saying I'll I'll just bring him up again just because if you listen to him, he is funnily enough, he is the the son of a a priest and a nun oh. who broke their vows, went off, got married, and had babies. And but they still were a religious family in that regard. They still believed. They just believed differently. And Fuglesang grew up. He's a Christian, but he's also a comedian, and he has no problem talking about sex. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. And he's, uh, you know, he's very much a Democrat. Or he and he isn't afraid to talk to. The crazy people, and he can quote them under the table when it comes to the Bible. Mm-hmm. When they bring that up, like, well, it says in the Bible, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, tell me where. Oh. Oh, I'll t- I, You know what? And he goes, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll quote you a part about this, and you can tell me that you tell me is uh, something that God's okay with, which he is not. And I'll give you the exact place and page and all that. It, that's the best part about him.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: So that is, you know, I I mean, that's as close as I can think in terms of, because what's great about that movie I loved was when he got mad. Mm-hmm. You saw those shots of him, like his eyes were, he had like, cre- he had, you know, frosty eyes, Mr. Rogers, when it came to talking about kids programming and how it wasn't doing what it should for children.
1: Exactly. And
0: that's wild. Up, and i love that i love seeing him th- be the defender of children mm-hmm. and uh i i just in the the fact that he did episodes about the
1: assassination of bobby kennedy yeah. and and he just it was amazing and, and when, um and like you had cited when the the death of the fish and he buried the fish God. he took the time to wrap the fish up and give the fish dignity and bury it like the creature, you it know, lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, a fish, I'm going to flush it down the toilet. It's like, no, this is a living creature. I'm going to treat it as such and give it the respect it deserves.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I, uh, oh, God, that one killed me. God, that whole movie killed me.
1: Yeah. And the cocoa. Oh, like God, my- don't
0: my- remind me of the cocoa. No. I can't deal with the cocoa part. <laughs> and oh, I knew that was coming too. And I'm like, oh God, oh, the cocoa no. is going to go out. And then I'm just going to, I know. I probably went through half a box of Kleenex and the whole thing. And it did not help my nose at all. I was sick. I'm like, snot, <laughs> snot, snot. There's all the snot. Uh, God, take my God, sack. It's coming off. out snot. <laughs> God, all my uh, feelings are snot. Uh. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so if we haven't sold you on it enough with that, all my feelings are snot. That's my.
1: We need to have a t-shirt made now. <laughs> <laughs> my feelings are snot. Oh my god, I um, would carry it with pride. I'd be I, like, read it,
0: <laughs> ongoing, it'd be like, in there. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, so let's talk about our interview segment for the night. Um. <laughs> Uh, so, I am very, very excited. I know you guys have probably been waiting for this, and you're like, why the hell are they not shutting up? <laughs> um, so, tonight's interview segment, I am very happy to say, is with Tommy Wiseau and Greg Cistero of The Room fame. <laughs> and um, it was, I was worried, I'm like, oh my god, how wh- wh- how is this going to go? It went amazingly well.
1: Wonderful. Um,
0: they're they're fantastic guys. They're best friends. And uh, funnily enough, the name of their new movie, which um, some people have already seen because it was limited release, is called Best Friends. Also, Best Fiends in parentheses because the R is in parentheses. Oh. And it's actually the most I can describe it because I've seen part one. There's two parts. It's three hours. Oh, wow. Like, um, but the most description I can give of it is... It's very David Lynch
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in its weirdness and how it's shot is beautifully. um, You know, know yeah, Lynch does those beautiful shots. This movie is shot beautifully. It's got really nice music to it. Um, Tommy's great in it as a very odd mortician. And Greg is great in it as his buddy that he um ends up helping out, who's a who um is sort of like a derelict. And there's dental selling of dead people's teeth in gold. and it it turns out we find out in the interview that those teeth in the movie are real all right, Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh it's it's a very interesting film and tommy looks cute as hell in glasses i gotta say i get it i get get it now i get it um yeah i like him in the glasses uh (laughs) but uh it was a great interview i had so much fun talking to him um i uh i really after you know doing you know Learning about more and more about this and their story and how the room happened and everybody's seen um, the disaster artist now. If you haven't, it's you can watch it on Amazon Prime for free. It's on there. Um, these guys are pretty amazing, and I have to give it to Tommy Wiseau because and Greg because they really did follow their dream. He made it happen, and mm-hmm. um, with the room and even though it didn't turn out maybe quite like he wanted it to you can't deny the man now has made his mark right ever in cinema and he the room has brought oh God, it's it's a fun movie to watch with buddies it's it's made the riff tracks a ton of money it's made tommy a ton of money now greg a ton of money everybody involved with it now has a has their own ticket to to everybody knows them now and it's pretty amazing that if you, you that they they made this happen and they're still making films. Tommy's still producing stuff. Greg's producing stuff and acting and stuff. So is Tommy. Tommy's got a new TV series. He's got a second season to The Neighbors coming. Okay, cool. I mean, he's still working. And so they made this, Greg wrote and produced, and I think Tommy produced this as well, Best mm-hmm. Friends. Because he wanted to do a film that would use Tommy. In a way that he could be used, yeah. and um, and he wanted him to have like a, you know, a part, and so he's he's playing this weird mortician named Harvey, who's who helps helps Greg's character John, and uh, he's he's got this creepy place in L.A. that he does one eight hundred autopsy. Oh, okay. Should just, it's just such a bizarre and wonderful film and fun and weird and has all these little Easter eggs throughout it. And there's one that I didn't catch that Greg talks about in the interview that I'm not going to spoil. You have to listen. And I'm like, no, I didn't see it. Now I have to go back and watch the movie again. But it, it was, it's great because these guys made their, their dreams happen. And as much as you can, you want to, if you want to mock them or mock Tommy, which you shouldn't, because the guy, he's got a work ethic out the ass. He's, he's smart. He, he made it happen. He made a movie. People that want to
1: make fun of him. Did you make a movie? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You can't walk in somebody's shoes. Yeah, I know. And, and, well, you can't say anything until you've walked in their shoes because... They did it and you haven't. You just sit back and, and criticize and I hate people like that.
0: Yeah, and and so it was really sweet talking to these guys. They're fun, they're fantastic, they're smart, and they're doing it. And Tommy's a vampire fan. So
3: yay!
0: Right. He's making vampire movies. He's making them. Yay! yay. Awesome. I I'm, I'm all about it. I'm I'm there oh, for, this. Yeah. I'm for this. I'm here for this. <laughs> so without further ado. Here's my interview with the amazing Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero. They're great. This best friends you need to watch it. it's coming out on Blu ray this month and uh check it out. There's going to be a part two on its way. Yes, it's that long and um it does leave you on a cliffhanger because, of course, it does. That's how they get you. <laughs> um, that's how they're gonna get you. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Um, Check it out when it hits, and um, enjoy this interview with Greg and Tommy, the best fiends, a.k.a. best friends of the Best Friends movie. Well, hello, gentlemen. How are you?
3: Hey, Tommy. How are you?
0: <laughs> Doing great. Um, it is a pleasure to talk to both of you. Um, I have so many questions. I know I don't have you for very long, but I am ready to pick both your brains. Sure. <laughs> So um where did the idea for the f- for best i i would you rather it call be be called best friends or best fiends first of all
3: uh it's just best friends
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> so so where did the idea for the film come from because taking teeth from the dead is a very specific plot point and very important. So I'm just curious where the idea for all of this came from for you guys.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, some weird experiences, obviously, uh, you know, it's, it's partly inspired by a road trip that Tommy and I took, uh, up the California coast, uh, in the spring of 2003. Uh, we were going up to Bodega Bay to check out, uh, some of the, the iconic shooting locations for uh, the birds. And we were also going to visit this kind of mysterious underground mortuary that was up there that had, I guess, was involved with the the movie in some way. And so we went up there and uh, I don't know if you ever got up highway one, but it's very moody and foggy. And so I thought driving back at night uh, wasn't the best idea. And so we were going to get this motel and I thought it'd be better if I went by myself. And so anyway, Tommy, Got the impression that I was up to no good and I was kind of plotting something uh, <laughs> against him, and so I wasn't. I wasn't. But I something about that night. You know, all these years later, I uh, I tapped into. Him and I started writing the story, and the in regards to the teeth, um, which I, I you know definitely I agree with you. It is very bizarre. But my brother is a dentist in real life, and so he told me about this underground business that had been going on with the price of gold, uh, and silver and platinum going up, um, that a lot of dentists were selling, uh, what's called dental scrap. And it became this business that actually does really well. Um, but not a lot of people know about it unless you're in the dental industry. And so he would show me these shipments that came in from Greece of like bags of teeth. And it was, so all the teeth that you see in the movie are actually real teeth. So I'm sure that adds to the charm. Uh but uh so yeah, the, the, <laughs> those are actually like it's actually a true story of people actually and they're and and, and even weirder, a couple of months ago on a true crime website there was a mortician who was arrested for selling a scrap of his uh for, for of stealing his of, but stealing. Oh, or it was yeah, yeah, he was stealing and so it was literally a headline of this exact story. So um which was very bizarre, but it is, yeah, it's something that does go on. And it was my brother who uh, kind of gave me the insight.
0: That is, is fi- fantastic. I had no idea. So kind of going into that and you're talking about the mood of, of that, of the stretch of highway, the visuals in this film are beautiful. They're just gorgeous. Can you talk about finding the look for this movie? Because it's so slick and it's just pretty. I mean, it's just pretty.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I you know since I've met Tommy, it's like 20 years ago now. We we've taken so many road trips over the years and gone to all these random locations, and so um, you know a lot of those locations are featured in this film. You know, you have Big Sur. You have uh, another thing is that I really wanted um, for us to show kind of a different side of Los Angeles. I feel like a lot the of times they'll shoot you know more classic locations, but I thought it'd be really interesting to shoot. LA in a very different way um, and kind of capture kind of the grittier side of it, or maybe the sites you don't normally see. Um, and we also, yeah, we, we shot in so many different locations um, and the aesthetic kind of the look of it, you know, was, was similar to that road trip. I thought it'd be cool to, to make kind of a modern uh, noir kind of Hitchcock drama with Tommy playing a mortician. I thought that could be something uh, really different well and one thing
0: that i i have to comment on that i really loved about this and i love about the history of both of you is that the movie really is about even with all like you know the 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 ghoulish teeth and 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 the weirdness and things like that that are within it the movie really is about this sweet friendship and the fact that in this crazy, weird world, there's a friend and there's someone that will get someone. you'll You'll get each other. and you you've kind of like made this your own thing, and it's it's a beautiful subject for for all of the you know the the, the disaster artists and within this film. That's the core of it is the friendship between you two. Can you talk about bringing that into this and showing it in this backdrop of the film?
2: Well, I think of the best friend, you see, it's an hidden, hidden uh, friendship. So, so one of the lines, I don't know if you remember, is a friendship before money. Yeah. So, so what is behind words, you see? So, so, you know, friends and a friendship can exist, that's my take on that, in any different form. It's the same like love. You know, when people, uh, you know, say, oh, I love you, it doesn't mean that you have to be, Involved with the person, uh, uh, you know, sexually, for example, you can be, you can love someone just by looking the person or like the person, or so. So it's a different form, and I think we're not ready for, as a society, like you know, like I remember when I was going to school, if you say openly somebody to somebody you love someone or have feelings for the person, people will say what. So they have to be pretty shocking, but these days it's different. So I think the, the best one accomplished something different here, The friendship before money. What is important, money or friendship? Can you buy a friendship? The answer is no. And then, and then for, for some reason, uh, you know, it's parallel with, we have been friends for many years, uh, Greg and I. So I think it's uh, it's a coincidence. No, it's a, I think I believe destiny. That's basically what I see it. And I consider myself the rebel of Hollywood, with great respect for any studio system existing. <laughs> 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 so that's a little quirky thing. But definitely, you know, that's something what what I think uh, we probably should stress that that. Uh, the, the friendship exists in many different forms, but it's all dependent. You can discover friendship within what, whatever community or group or, or or personality you are involved or directly or indirectly.
0: Well, and that's one thing that I, I really enjoyed about this was that you, you showed that in this, Greg, and I, I really enjoyed that part of it. I thought that was fantastic how you did it. Um With the story, Um, and so I, you've known, we've known about you guys for years. We know you guys are best friends. I have to ask, cause the one thing I know you guys are, are massive movie fans and, and we know that you've, you've both been wanting to be actors for years and years and you got to live your dream. What was the first movie that for each of you, um, what was the first movie that really grasped you growing up? What was the one that made you go, okay, that's, that's what I want to do.
3: That's funny. Uh, funny timing that you asked that because, uh, For me, um, it was—I mean, obviously, I loved—you know—I loved Star Wars and I loved Back to the Future. But the first movie that kind of propelled me to actually, you know, to take action towards being creative uh, was Home Alone. And I just recently sat down with Macaulay Culkin and talked about this. But but I saw the movie Home Alone, and I was—I so much wanted to live in that world that I, I sat down and I wrote a script as a sequel with a part for myself off of Holy Token.
2: because I know you should and, and, and I discovered this script, I would jump in right now before I forget, I discovered it in the closet of, of our apartment because we used to be roommates uh, that's awesome <laughs>
0: so, Tom, so Tommy, what was the first one that you saw that just really grasped you?
2: Well, you know what? I saw the play, actually, which just affect me, uh, besides the movie that I will mention. But I saw the play, it's called Flute, and it's a stage play, and everything was moving. It was uh, was done a in, in, in long time ago in the theater, and... Um, and that's affected me, but the the, 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 you see, I am, I'm slightly different on take who influenced me and uh, how it affects like movies. You know, I, I always have great heart for, uh, James Dean as well, Brando, because I think that's a pioneer of actors. But I think Citizen Kane and the Elizabeth Taylor movies, uh, Cleopatra really hit me hard in the sense that. To share the experiences, my own experience in life, through film to people, and it doesn't matter what they think, as long as you give positive message. And I think uh, Best Friends does the same thing. That uh, I want to stress that friendship before money, friendship before money. You know that the message is there; it's just the audience has to discover, and that it looks like they are doing the discovering process. So that's what I like it about movies and what I want to accomplish in life uh, before we go somewhere else. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> well, well,
0: and um, I, I thought it was interesting because I, I didn't think about it until I I'd watched the film, but you've sort of in one way gotten to work with James Dean, with, uh, with, with James Franco, because he played him. And mm. I knew that he was a massive, that was a massive influence on, 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 on you. I thought that was really great because you've both kind of now gotten to work with your your idol.
2: Uh, to yeah. me, yeah, because, because uh, definitely you're right uh, the way you you, you you said it, because the uh, you, you see, it's just, uh, I always think that uh, it doesn't matter who you are, what do you do, if you are sincere, respectful towards people, uh, you always accomplish something. Sometimes you have to be passionate about it and also patient, you know. And so as you know, because of the Internet era, we don't have a station, you know. The room—it was like being borderline between technology because I don't know if you remember Greg, but in the room on the we actually use a VHS tape to have a daily. So again, you know, people don't realize, you know, what we did with the room, and now best friends is—I uh, think that that it looks like it, everything's going round and round. So I think it's positive ways. We'll, we'll try and enjoy it.
0: Well, and the one thing I wanted to ask both of you, because you both have a really great work ethic and um, is recently in the news uh, uh, with Jeffrey Owens and the fact that people are suddenly realizing, oh, yeah, actors aren't always acting. They have to do a hustle sometimes to in between jobs. Can you talk about the work ethic with this? Because you've both really done what you wanted to do you you've you've succeeded and you've created a legacy in a way with with the room and with with just your history can you talk about the work ethic and how you stick with it and you can realize your your ambition and your dream
2: i i personally think that uh definitely you're right you know i'm always very strong with uh Respect towards others, you know, when you hire, even though, you know, if you re- respond to your question, you may not get anything back, but it's not important. What is important that you accomplish your your plan, whatever plan you have. But the same token respect is very important, even though you don't get it, you know, uh, I can give you 100 different examples for it. With Greg, it's different because we have great respect for each other. That's the ideal of our life and ideal of a society, where we live. But respect, we you, you don't get it. I've been in several different projects, and people told me to do the project. did. I enjoy it, but I don't see it passion. I don't see it uh, uh, respect. You know, And that's what I'm trying to teach uh, young filmmakers and give them the message uh, with my Q&A that you have to find a way even though sometimes it's difficult it's so bizarre you know our friendship greg right it's pretty bizarre how we became very strong with what we're doing and especially with best friends right now that that's the example that everything is possible especially in america so, so i'm very pleased about it and and the ethic is very important Even though sometimes people are misleading your statement personality etc cetera, etc cetera. but I think that that industry it's going growing very strong with the ethics what do you do and how you want to conduct yourself because you know to be an actor is not an easy job you know you have to go you have to you have to commit it to the part and sometimes you get rejected that's what the first thing what people will tell you and I don't care what ethics you have it still will be the same thing you know so you have to be optimistic, but if you have respect, and the, uh, it's important. That's my point. you have a question because I, I want to know what yeah. you want. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, think if you, you
3: want me. to be you, if you want to be an actor, you want to be an artist. Like nobody's going to come beating down your door, and no one's going to hand it to you. Um, and and you know, you have to really you have to really want it, and you really have to have something to say. And I think I came to L.A you know, and did the audition game and the agent game, it's like you're trying to kind of fit into someone else's project. And so what I learned, you know, being friends with Tommy and seeing his experience, you know, he started businesses, he was self-sufficient, and when it came to making a movie, you know, he he, he did the same thing. He tried to, like, you know, get an agent or get cast in projects, and when he saw that's not, you know, the only way to do it, he went out and, and made his own his own movie and then pushed that uh, until people got it and so i think for me um it's really important to be proactive and make things for the right reasons and i think if you put your your heart into a project and you share your passion i think people will follow you and i think um you know to, to survive and continue to make stuff you, you like you said you need to have that work ethic and you need to um you need to really want you need to really want it and you need to, to pursue it and um you know i think it can be discouraging at times but i think if you you know if you're doing it for the right reasons i think people um people will support you
0: that's awesome well gentlemen i have just one more question it's specifically for you tommy because i'm a massive vampire nut and i know that you're a vampire <laughs> fan where are your vampire uh-huh. movies sir because i want to see them when can we expect those
2: Soon, ask Greg, but definitely we'll be working on several of them. Uh, so I have scripts, actually two scripts, and eventually we'll be producing. So, uh, But uh, then probably something, you know, with this uniqueness of the of a subject to talk about, we don't have right now time, just very quickly, you know. Uh, you know, is it something like you may... You, you may be connected to it. We are all, certain way, connected, but we don't realize. That's my point.
3: <laughs> I can't
2: so, wait.
0: Come and cool. <laughs> I am excited about that. Well, guys, thank you so, so much. This was fantastic. It was such a joy to talk to both of you, and um, I, I absolutely love part one. I haven't gotten to see part two yet. I can't wait. Um, but thank you so much for for coming back with another film like this. And this is absolutely gorgeous.
3: Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Okay. So, by the, by the way, really quickly, did you catch the Vampire Blood in part one, or did you miss it?
0: <laughs> oh, Vampire! I caught a few things, but I didn't catch Vampire Blood. Where was Vampire okay, Blood? Okay.
3: Well, next 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 time when they're in the moor, check out to see if there's a little bottle of uh, Vampire Blood. But oh, that so that'll oh, be yeah. for the next the next show.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for the the Easter egg. I'm going to have to rewatch it now. Um, But thank you guys again so much for coming on. And I can't wait to see part two. So thank you again.
3: Awesome. Thanks so much.